where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. My name's Troy. And I'm James. <laughs> I don't know what that and, was. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here. We are, are present to uh, discuss uh, season uh, 10, episode 13. Don't shoot. I'm only the psychiatrist. Not a sentence I thought I'd hear, but a no. sentence I like. Yeah, definitely not a sentence I thought I'd ever say. No. No. So we'll jump straight into the cold open. And it's Elvis's birthday. That's right. Elvis fanatic Carla believes that he will make his presence known in some way or another on this day. So much so that she's even brought in some birthday cake to celebrate things. Just waiting for the big man to show up. (laughs) The king, Um, as he's commonly known. Correct. And Norm thinks it's a little morbid to celebrate a dead person with a birthday cake until he hears what the cake is. And then he's fully invested. Double Chocolate, mocha, chocolate, yumness. <laughs> there's, there's chocolate in there, I know that much. Double mocha, um, chocolate, fudge. Oof. <laughs> so yeah, she believes that he's going to make his presence known, and Norm starts making uh, a weird popping sound. He said, no, it's the early Elvis I'm looking for. Yeah, because Norm burps, and Carly's, Carly's like, no, no, the er- early Elvis, when, uh, when his hips knew no bounds. <laughs> hips like an adder. Not that an adder has hips, but if you can imagine it would, they'd be pretty pretty flexible. I don't know where I'm going with this, but bear with me. (laughs) Hips that moved like an adder does, not not hips like an adder's hips. Yes, that's it. Hips hips like Shakira. Her hips don't lie. The most trustworthy hips in the industry. Her hips are under oath, yes. Under under oath. Her... (laughs) Her her hips often plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, Jesus wept. Right. Um, this, this episode aired on the 2nd of January, 1992. Another episode directed by James Bowes and written by Kathy Ann Stump. And I think she did a good job, Kathy. We see Carla approached by uh, an elder patron. Um, and clearly there's some history behind them. And there's talk of uh, not not a one-night stand, but a seven-day stand. Yeah, John He's... Allen Hill, owner of That's... Melville's. Three this evening. Just get it through your hairy ears. Whatever happened between us was strictly a seven-night stand. Oh. <laughs> You're forgetting. All right, seven nights, two lunch breaks, and a bus ride. <laughs> I love slumming with you. Yeah, he's clearly wanting to, to to rekindle whatever happened during those seven days, but she's not interested because it's the king's birthday and that is all that's on her mind today. He's got kind of Dick Van Dyke vibes. It's A kind little of, bit. Yeah. A little bit. Emphasis on the first name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's trying to get another date with her that evening because of their previous seven-night stand. Carla... Carla wants no part of it on, on Elvis's birthday. It's it's sacrilegious. <laughs> Sam then announces that his hairdresser has had to cancel his appointment through some terrible injuries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. Tony, my hairstylist, is making a left on Boylston and his bus cut him off. The car jumped the curb and he slammed to this hot dog stand and ended up in the middle of the pond in the public gardens. He's at the hospital now with two broken legs. Got to cancel my hair appointment. <laughs> 
hate it when stuff like that happens to me. I'm not sure how he's still alive after what apparently happened to him, but yeah, there's a series of unfortunate events. Fraser enters the bar and uh, says that his low self-esteem group are coming in and he wants them in a good, healthy social environment. So Rebecca questions why he's bringing them to this particular bar, which is clearly the polar opposite. Yes, there's a great little uh, line about it, which is, you may remember last year when I brought in my dysfunctional men's group. Well, my low self-esteem group heard about it and now they think they're not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) So Rebecca asks Carla uh, what the date is. uh, And again, she brings up Elvis because it's the all-important birthday of the king. She throws, then proceeds to throw a drink in one of the patrons' faces when he asks where it is. Rebecca, on this date in 1935, Elvis Aaron Presley was born. A man who was destined to change the shape of popular music. A man who captured the hearts of America. A man who threw his music. Can I have my drink? (laughs) Taught us all the meaning of love. Do you know who that patron was? I don't. It's your boy, Phil. Philip Pullman, Rhea's dad. Oh, no way. Ah. He often comes in, asks for a drink, gets it thrown in his face. It's happened a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's very cool. (laughs) <laughs> so Sam's on the phone again to his barber, you know, checking out how severe his injuries are. Did, did, are your arms broken? Uh, do your hands work? Turns out it's just his legs, apparently. So with that, he asks him if he can still do his hair. I understand Sam's logic. It's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> his barber then passes out on the phone, and so it's passed along to the nurse, and he asks the nurse if she could do his hair instead. <laughs> this man's desperate for a haircut. So Woody offers to cut Sam's hair instead, uh, and Fraser endorses Woody's apparent uh, haircutting skills. So Sam then goes through a lot of the specifics of what doing his hair in particular entails. And then Woody just brings out a bowl. It's the old dumb and dumber haircut, isn't it? Thankfully, I avoided that one. Yeah, it was... uh, Never had that. Even for celebrities, I remember some celebrities had proper bowl cut. Anton Deck had it one point. Oh, crikey. Yeah, they did. Oh, it was a lot. I'm, I'm just looking up bowl cuts. Now, apparently, they're, they're becoming fashionable again. I, I mean, they were never fashionable. I don't know why these things make a resurgence. Apparently, mullets are becoming fashionable again. I I won't claim to understand the cycle of fashion. No, I mean, you've, you've got to be a brave, a brave person to don a mullet. I know a few people with them. Uh, and, I, you know, they wear them very proudly. And I, I think, amen to you, more power to you. I know I certainly wouldn't suit a mullet. Um, but, you know, if that's your thing, rock on. Power ballad type haircut, isn't it? It really is. It really is. <laughs> so we see Lilith enter the bar with uh, the group of individuals that Fraser mentioned earlier. They look absolutely terrified. And she has to instruct each one of them to walk down each individual set one by one. Uh, immediately, one of them runs out of the bar and is terrified. And then within moments, another one follows as that's his lift share. So that's two gone already. Lilith staunchly agree, disagrees rather to them being in the bar and thinks it's the uh, the wrong environment for them to be in. Yeah, and, and she may have a point. You know, doesn't uh, doesn't look like the uh, most wholesome of environments. Nah, but is it uh, exposure therapy? That's it, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're you're scared of spiders. I'm gonna put you in a bath full of them. <laughs> Baptism by fire. Something he used to do in the 70s, apparently, where it's like dad catches his, his teenage son smoking a cigarette. It's like, well, I'm going to make you smoke so many until you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like yeah we've uh, we've learned since then <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do not poison your child <laughs> so we cut to the back office and uh sam is sat waiting in the chair for his haircut woody starts to kind of wind him up he, he drops the clippers and <laughs> you know kind of acts like he doesn't know what he's doing and obviously sam is quite fearful for uh how his hair is going to end up by the time Woody's finished with yeah. it. He fully embraces the barber persona like he's chewing gum and going, sorry, you're from out of town? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he knows he knows the drill. Yeah, maybe not the skills. We'll, we'll see later on. Whenever I, I go to a barber, and they, they clearly know more about it as a, uh, uh, as a craft than me, but whenever I go, I think this is just the way that barbers do it, and maybe I just don't like it. But whenever I go, I always find that they cut more off than I'd like. Yeah, <laughs> like, all the yeah. time. All, all the time. time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. I'm like, well, it looks all right, but, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> not what I asked for, or at least not what I was expecting. But if you go in with the mindset that they're going to take off more than you'd like, and they don't, you'll never be disappointed. Yes, yes, and that's it. <laughs> that's what it has to come down to, you know. But yeah, for you, because you have very long hair, it's different to when, uh, say, John or I go, because we have quite short hair now. I used to have long yeah, hair, but yeah. you notice the difference more when it's shorter, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, saying that, I have to say when I go and get my beard trimmed, and thankfully I found a, a, a good barber's now that, that knows the length that I like it and, and the style that I want. But I'd been through a whole heap of barbers and, and hairdressers and whatnot that did my beard and would always take it much much shorter than i wanted it and, and just not style it properly so yeah if you can find a good one stick with them because uh they're difficult to find yeah and as i say they know their craft it's often a subjective thing and you have to find one who's on the right mind with you yeah that's it i mean thankfully i'm blessed that i have a partner that is an exceptional hairdresser and also is opposite an exceptional barbers shout out to the rock and roller parlor and Dashing Blades in uh, Fargo Village in Coventry, because they are both excellent. So we come back uh, into the, the main bar area, and we see Norm is winding up uh, the group of guys with low self-esteem. He says he doesn't have that problem. He doesn't suffer with low self-esteem. <laughs> of, course, of course you don't, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> One man asks if he's uh, wearing his male uniform all day, uh, and if he lives with his mother. So straight in there, straight to the jugular. They quickly deduce that he is... Mr. X. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So Frazier escorts them off to the pool room as he realises that they've been kind of talking about their, their meetings. Is clearly using some of the, the people in the bar, some of the patrons as examples and calling them Mr. X and Mr. Y. And uh, yeah, it becomes very apparent that one of those people is Norm. So he kind of escorts them away before uh, he realises that. It's Mr. X's fat friend, Mr. Y. <laughs> <laughs> back in the office Woody's made a mistake on the back of Sam's hair or at least we think he has uh, it turns out there's some gum in there and so in an attempt to get it out uh, he's just cut it out and he's made a right hack job of it <laughs> we then see Woody being chased out of the bar yeah I'm no, I don't think I've ever got gum in my hair don't think I that used to like wasn't that a thing at like school like I, I mean I never suffered with it but it was that whole ah oh, so and so just put chewing gum in, in whoever's hair like that's that's a weird thing to do. I grew up in the north. If you wear a hat, we didn't bat an eye. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, oh, they're cold. Fine, you know. 
Do you want to do the cast list and whatnot? Yeah, let's talk about the cast list. Uh, some of which include the uh, men with low self-esteem. David Levy as Derek. He also appeared in One Day at a Time, Wonderbug, The Croft Super Show, The World's Greatest Lover, The Croft Comedy Hour, and others. Steve Neville as Lester. He also appeared in Coach Lou Grant Alice, The Howling, Trapper John MD, The Jeffersons, Airplane 2, The Sequel, Who's the Boss, Moonlighting, The Tortellis, Quantum Leap, The New Lassie, Wings, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Murder, She Wrote, Arsenio, Melrose Place, Carolyn in the City, House, and many more. He's had quite the career after that. He's, he's done quite a lot, from coach up until uh, House. That's at least 20 years. Good job. Harvey Evans as Sid. He also appeared in West Side Story, The Judy Garland Show, Mary Poppins, Enchanted, West Side Story. That's right. Both West Side Stories and many more. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Wilson as Paul Craypence, Michael Holden as Joe, Philip Pullman as Phil, and Richard Doran as Delivery Man. He also appeared in Love Thy Neighbor, Room 222, Happy Days, Hollywood Boulevard, and many more. This Delivery Man will show up later in the episode. It's a little uh, tease for you. There you go. So at the bar, Norm, Cliff, and uh, Paul are debating as to whether to speak to the... Uh the low self-esteem group. They all go over and they all start socializing. They all then start making fun of someone and we're not quite sure yet, but it turns out that it is Fraser that they're there. There is the butt of their joke basically. And uh, in a kind of weird turnaround of things, they're using their mentor, if you like their psychiatrist as, as their way to overcome their low self-esteem by making him the butt of the joke. And they start to reminisce over time. So they kind of messed with him. Frazier comes over and, and immediately ends the, the session. So, uh, what are we talking about here? Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Crean. We're kind of making fun of somebody. Oh, no, no need to be sorry. Listen, it's a perfectly healthy sign. It means that you're interacting, that you're feeling better about yourselves. So, uh, what were you saying about this poor sap? <laughs> <laughs> that he's a pompous fool. <laughs> oh, Cliff is just trying to fit in. <laughs> we, we, we weren't talking about Cliff, we were talking about you. Hey, good. <laughs> Me? <laughs> hey, remember the time Fraser fell asleep and we, we put his hand in that warm glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I ever saw that work. <laughs> Okay, we can stop this now. <laughs> hey, remember that time Carla put the green uh, marble in his martini oh. glass? <laughs> <laughs> Carla did that? I broke a crown. <laughs> well, how about the time he, he leaned over his Mai Tai and uh, poked his eye with the umbrella? <laughs> Look, there is nothing amusing about corneal abrasion. <laughs> how, how about the time at group when he leaned back in his chair to make a dramatic gesture and he got stuck in the Venetian blinds? Oh. <laughs> Now that's funny. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, this is not therapy. This is just childish abuse. So we put an end to it right here. This, this session is over right now. Remember, it's a fee and a half. Because it's a field trip. I, I know for a fact that I, you, and I'm sure... Other other friends that we have that we don't have mutually have bonded over complaining about either someone we know or some public figure we don't like. <laughs> Usually a politician, <laughs> which we don't like. <laughs> Sam comes back to the bar with a hat on and he will not talk to Woody and just sort of belittles him and, and shuns him and, and makes kind of backhanded kind of passing comments and stuff like that. He says, oh, what was that? Is that a little bug I hear? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's wearing a deer stalker hat, which is uh, interesting. Uh, despite Woody telling Sam how his cousin Elmore had a hat like that until he made the mistake of sticking deer antlers to it. Um, <laughs> Sam still doesn't want to talk to him, despite that, that story. Carla refuses to give a customer his beer until he answers Elvis trivia correctly. Yeah, I'd fail. I'd, I'd be a thirsty man if, uh, if that was my only way to get a beer. I'll be honest, it sounds like something my parents would do, because <laughs> they're both Elvis fans, you know, both big Elvis fans. Yeah. Ah, they'd be fine. They, they wouldn't go thirsty then. No, I mean, I mean they'll, they'll, they'd withhold beer. They'd be the, question, the ones asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they goes, when was his comeback special? And he guesses 72. He is wrong, and Carla calls him pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Norm worries he was too hard on Frasier. And Rebecca gets it. Yeah. She explains how she was the uh, first one in her school year to develop breasts and was bullied for it. And uh, Norm empathizes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Children can be cruel. <laughs> they can. Woody was bullied for being the smartest guy in his class. Apparently they called him Little Einstein or Smarty Pants or something to that extent. Which, I, you know, being bullied for being smart, like if someone called me or or smart friends I had Little Einstein, they'd go, thank you. (laughs) Weird weird comparison, but thank you. (laughs) Like, it's it's mad, isn't it? When When you think back to, like, school times and, like, kids would get bullied for being smart. Like, imagine being ridiculed because you're not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like, you know mental. things. Oh, you know stuff. Like, what? what's it like to be, I don't know, intelligent? Like, that's just, kids are awful, man. I don't know what it's like now. Like, I often wish I could go back to school with my kind of the mentality that I have now and see how I'd get on. Because, yeah, back then, man, like, children were rough. Like, I went to school in, like, what, early 90s, like, up until... 2001 was kind of like primary to secondary school, man. And like some of the stuff like kids used to get, like like kids getting like bully for like what they wear. Like I was always kind of like in a little bit of the alternative crowd. So it was always like kind of, you know, baggy jeans, hoodies and stuff like that. You were just like ridiculed for like wearing a pair of jeans that weren't maybe as snug fitting as someone else's. Like what the? <laughs> I, uh, I have two stories on that. First one, I went to school in the uh, early 2000s. It was in Scotland, right? So I, you know, got asked a couple of times by people with a working class Scottish accent, are you proud of being English? And I went, listen, <laughs> I, was, I was just born there, you know. Just, it's I'm, mad, isn't it? I'm, I'm seven years old. I don't have a national identity. <laughs> Come back to me in like 15 years. Yeah, it's a weird question. Just, oh, man. Are you proud of being dense? <laughs> uh, the second one is that I, at one point I wore a... I was wearing tight trousers, but I had a tube of Barocca in them. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I can see where this is going. Uh, uh, people, were, people were giving me side eye, uh, and I went, <laughs> what's going on? And someone whispered, they think that they... And I went, oh, I might just keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Barocca in your pants, or are you just pleased to see me? Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's strep suits. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was like, uh, might, might just keep it there. Let the rumors <laughs> spread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to the episode. Uh, Cliff apparently had a great time at school. 
to which I thought he was definitely bullied. Fraser comes back to the bar. He feels a bit angry about uh, about being belittled in front of his clients. He thinks it was a mistake to bring in there. And um, the Luther was right. Yeah, absolutely. This experiment is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but his um, patients are there and they say thank you to him. Thank you for making him feel better about themselves. And all of a sudden he's happy about it. He says he has a unique gift in healing his clients and kind of gets back on his gets back on his high horse again. Just let me grab this saddle. <laughs> <laughs> but then they proceed to chase him out of the bar. <laughs> To pants him. That's it. <laughs> Closing time at the bar after hours, Woody tries again to speak to Sam. He says he's not a bug, and Sam then proceeds to spray him with bug spray. You, you um, tell him, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Woody gives him the, the clippers and says, you know, an eye for an eye. I've, I've messed up your hair. It's only fair that you, you do the same to mine. But Sam says that he doesn't want to do it, and he forgives Woody. And uh, he invites him into the office. I guess there's some sort of an, an apology to have a chat. And then we hear him pull out a pair of clippers. <laughs> it's because Woody gets a bit smug about it because he went, oh, but Sam, I ruined your hair. The only thing you loved. <laughs> and then Carla gets a delivery of, of flowers. She's not had a sign of Elvis all day. She's she's disappointed. She's upset. She's downtrodden. But the flowers arrive and uh, she says, I wonder who it is. The note says, I wonder if you're lonesome tonight. And uh, it's signed by the king. So she's going on home to uh, to watch the specials, I guess. And then we <laughs> then we see your boy John Allen Hill come down, hips in the wind, <laughs> hips akimbo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he asked Rebecca if Carla got the flowers, and he's he's wearing an Elvis wig, and an Elvis wig looks good on nobody. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. I don't care how good your impression is, an Elvis wig looks good on no one. Yeah, I mean, even if you're if you're there going, let's sing this song by by mood, mud, mood, mood, mood. That's, that's a funny. It's mud with an umlaut. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like motorhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, we said it before. I sang that song, uh, "Lonely This Christmas" by Mud because I thought it was Elvis, so I did the whole thing in the style of Elvis, <laughs> and I think everyone at that bar was more confused than anything else because <laughs> I did the hip movements as well. So, uh, Oh man. I mean, it's, I love that this comes around every, well, not every year, but I mean, it was, it was, it was at a Christmas party, I think. So it was so often, and, you know, because I did it with confidence. I think people at the end when it, they just went, you know, that wasn't Elvis. Yeah. And I went, no, it was. It, was. <laughs> it def- definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. In in this scene, though, when uh, Rebecca and uh, Carla are talking, in the background we see two men. We see Phil and another older gentleman. They are uh, Philip Pullman and Robert Alley, uh, the dads. Ah, yeah. that's nice. I like that. That's very nice. And then uh, the final... The final moment of the episode comes when uh, we find out that Woody has been shaved, but everywhere apart from his head <laughs> by Sam. <laughs> yeah. But Woody, you still got hair. It's the only hair I have left. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Good episode. Big fan of that. Carla is going home to listen to every Elvis record ever made, even in the ghetto, which uh, I think is going to be a song suggestion. Go on our playlist. Yeah, go on. Put it on there. All right, Cliff. Oh, yes. Yeah, Elvis's, Elvis's birthday and all that, isn't it? 
Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll celebrate in our own way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very much not lonesome tonight. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Oof. Definitely not got low self-esteem, that man. Definitely. <laughs> but as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. What is the name of Sam's hairdresser? Ooh, Tony. Tony. That's it. Tone Capone. There you go. That's his name. What do Carla's kids add to cakes to make them extra special? Um, I can give you a clue. Go on. You might, although you shouldn't, find them in prison. (laughs) Uh, A shiv or a shank? You're pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Uh, Metal files, like iron files. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many occasions were there when Carla and John Allen Hill got together? What were they? Seven times? Seven occasions? Is that what you're referring to, like the seven-night, seven-day stand, or...? Yes, but uh, they elaborate a bit more. So what were the occasions? Uh, Yet seven nights, and there was a bit more. Do you know what those other... I haven't got a clue. (laughs) They were were referred to as seven nights, two lunches, and a bus ride. (laughs) Uh, it's like a terrible Craig David song. <laughs> <laughs> what is Elvis's birthday? Or when when was is Elvis's birthday? I know the year is 1935. Correct. Uh, and I want to say first week of January, 1935. Oh, you're not far off. It's the 8th of January. Oh. So pretty much. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think David Bowie's birthday is also on the 8th of January. Oh. Let's have a look-see. Yes, it is. David Bowie's birthday, also the 8th of January, 1947. Boom. Yeah. See, I've got some facts up there. (laughs) (laughs) What objects does Sam need for his hair routine? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Some sort of hair product like brill cream or something i don't know i don't think you need to get the brand names but just uh some sort of like hair putty styling stuff i don't know a a hair dryer a comb english bone comb yeah english bone comb yeah there we go i'm i'm all out of ideas man (laughs) sterile tungsten steel scissors that's difficult to say uh english bone comb 36 to 29 tines a conditioner with the pro-vitamin B5 keratin complex. Crikey, he doesn't ask for much, does he? Yeah, I'm, I'm a simple man, Woody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what two pranks have the gang played on Frasier? One's a classic one. One's a classic kind of uh, middle school, high school prank. Put chewing gum in his hair? <laughs> no, think, think, um, think sleepovers. Uh... I don't know. They, they put a raccoon in his sleeping bag. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, the old sleeping hand in a warm glass of water. Oh, I almost said that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the other one is uh, put a green marble in a, in a martini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Good stuff. My last one. When was Elvis's comeback special? What year? He died in... Um, 
77. Um, so I'm going to say comeback special would have been 73, 74. One of those two. Mm, no. 70 f- it's, oh. No. It was 1968. Oh. The Elvis comeback special. Oh, I thought it would have been later. I thought he was yeah. going right till the end, but no. Elvis's television show on the 3rd of December 1968 featured hits like Jailhouse Rock, Hound Dog, and Can't Help Falling in Love. It was the King's first TV appearance for more than eight years and is regarded as one of his best performances. On my birthday. On my birthday. <laughs> Here's an in-depth question for you. Let's, let's see if uh, you've done your, your research. Frasier calls bringing the men to uh, Cheers an experiment. And right. technically, it is a type of experiment. But what are the three types of psychological experiments? You know, there's there's three types of how they're separated. What do they fall under? Um, I'll give you a clue that how they're differentiated is the control one has over the variables. I don't know where to start. Is there something around, like, maybe conformity or something like that? That was the subject of an experiment done by the Ash. Uh, Solomon Ash uh, did okay. an experiment into conformity uh, in 51, I believe. So that that was a subject, but it wasn't a type of experiment. Trying to uh, uh, enlighten you? Yeah, go on. I, I haven't got a clue where to start with that. Although I'm intrigued. Laboratory or lab experiment where you have full control over variables in a lab setting. So this is right. where you'd bring people to whatever the, the psychiatrist's workplace is. You know, where yeah. they've got full control over the environment and the only thing yeah. that the psychiatrist is changing is the variable, the core variable. So, you know, the Milgram test with the switches where they go, how far up will they go? Oh, you killed them. That type of thing. <laughs> right. If you haven't, look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> a similar thing with Pavlov's dog was a, was a lab experiment. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because everything was the same. They just changed yeah. whether the bell was ringing or not. I um, see. Field experiment. This is done in a uh, natural, sometimes uncontrollable environment, uh, but the psychiatrist has control over the variable they're changing and they're watching the outcome. So you might see this on like Darren Brown specials or something. Oh, where okay. He, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. He's, where he's gone to somewhere where, which exists, but he's changed something and watches what, how people react to it. The reaction to it, yeah, I see. So there's a common one where people went to to this building and told people to wait in a meeting room and then let out a smoke machine from under the door of an adjacent oh, wow. room and watched how people would react when they saw what they thought was a fire, right? Jeez. There wasn't a fire, but they let out a smoke no, machine no. to see what would happen. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And, and again, it was to do with conformity, where they told mm. four people, it's a smoke machine, don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> to right. see what the fifth person would do. And often the fifth oh, person okay. would, would look a little panicked and then be like, well, nobody else is doing anything. <laughs> uh, and then Let's the see. last one is natural, where it's more the observation on the effects of a change without the scientists themselves changing said variable. The variable uh, which enacts the change could be anything from weather to recent changes in the sociopolitical landscape. So scientists might have observed how the JFK assassination affected people's mentalities or how a uh, earthquake or tsunami affected people's um, mentalities. And it's, right, right, right. that's why it's called natural because they're not actually changing anything, anything no. themselves. They're just observing what the effect of change is on something else. Damn. Damn some facts. Interesting, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. Big fan of that. 
<laughs> just everyone sit back while James teaches psychology. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this experiment in shoes would be a, well, it's not a lab. It's one of the other two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably natural. He's not really doing anything. He just went mingle. Mingle. <laughs> mingle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's got a letter. It might be a summons to some kind of experiment. I'm intrigued. Oh, it's from Zencaster. That's just as good. Just as good. I read it out. It says, hey, podcasters, feel like your recording needs a little more cheers. Oomph. Well, grab a virtual seat at Zencaster, where everybody knows your name. Head over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use code NORM at checkout for a whopping 30% off your first month. It's, it's like getting a discount on your favorite bar stool. Uh, cheers to Epic Podcast, rich sound quality, an all-in-one user interface, uh, user friendliness, uh, more so, and even better savings. Zencaster, where your audio knows it's in the right place. We love the people at Zencaster. We do. They're, we they're do. nice nice people. Yeah. Aye. Shall we have a drink to round this off? What are we having? I've I've got something in mind. I don't know if you have. Uh, all I could think of was the word shrink, but I don't know. <laughs> I did a bit of research on uh, on some, some Elvis-themed cocktails. Oh, like a black velvet? Uh, well, yeah, there's that. There's that. The one I had in mind, and it's it's good because it, it, it mixes some food in as well. It, it looks like a treat. It's courtesy of the Spiffy Cookie. Um, <laughs> they've... Yeah, they've, they've, it's, I believe it's a restaurant uh, in America and they do uh, beverages, appetizers, snacks, entrees and stuff like that. But they have a, a drink here called the Elvis Old Fashioned. Oh, hello. With the tagline, if you love whiskey and peanut butter and banana sandwiches, then this Elvis Old Fashioned is made for you. Peanut butter whiskey, banana liqueur, honey, and a garnish with a slice of bacon. Oof. Yeah. Peanut butter whiskey, banana liqueur, honey, orange bitters, a large ice cube, and then bacon and banana for garnish, and then uh, just a whole rasher of bacon. Boof. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of wrapped in between like bits of banana, uh, and then some smoky honey season and rub uh, that goes on the rim of the glass. But uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks phenomenal. Like I'd I'd love to try and make one of them. We'll uh, we'll be making some of these and uh, toasting to the king. Yeah. Indeed. Halfway through season 10 now. It's coming around quickly. This it is. is. Looking forward for the second half of season 10. It's going to be a good one. It will. It will. Stay with us. Stick with us. Thanks for the support. Keep doing your thing. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you.